Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi everyone, welcome to Animation Communication. I am tired. Um, I mean KP. So you want me to want me to try want me to try it this time then? <laughs> sure, you can, you can do it. <laughs> welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast. There you go. Welcome to that episode that that Youth Troop movie where they go to that place with the possum. And... Do you know what? Who's your favorite possum? Yeah. <laughs> I want that. I want that. I want that. But like Darley Parton, like fursuit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Out of context, that's even even better. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was asking, I was asking before we started the podcast if um, there's a Dolly Parton fursuit kind of thing at Dollywood. Like, there's like a guy <laughs> big, like obnoxiously big, like fake Dolly Parton mask, and is like going around and like looking for Jolene or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the things I learn about, you know, randomly. <laughs> so um, the only thing, the only other thing is if you. This is relevant to the news story that we're doing, kind of. So uh, last last week, I got bit by an alligator. It's technically a <laughs> caiman, but no one knows what what the what the fuck a caiman is. So it's like a caiman's like a tiny tiny alligator. Yeah, it's croc- tiny. Well, it's more, I guess it's like a tiny crocodile. They're native to Central and South America. Yeah. Yes. So you know, just my luck. Um, don't want. Don't ask me how I have contact with caimans, but Lachlan has seen the caiman, so I am not making it up. <laughs> so. Um, you know that's been it's been a great week. So you know only on K, only with KP and I, I posted on Twitter without any context whatsoever to people just because I thought it'd be funny. So and people were like how and I'm like don't worry about it. It just it's a thing that <laughs> happened. I mean, doesn't everybody happens. get excited by some exotic animal? I've been bitten by a lemur. Uh, lemur. Do you have lemur powers the- now? Uh not yet. It's been. I don't know. Ten years. I'm still waiting. Maybe, maybe you have them, but they're like subtle powers, like things you I wouldn't mit- notice. I think I was I was bit years ago by a very moody lorikeet. <laughs> <laughs> was that a type of dog? So, I, no, lorikeet is it's oh. a big, it's a beautiful, colorful about about the size of a pigeon. Uh, one of these native birds to Australia, and that's why I'm like. I don't uh, crack all the Australia jokes all you want about saying everything will kill you. I still want to go to Australia because there are so many animals there that I'd love to see, and the and there's the whole outback. I I don't know. I just would love to see it. And also, uh, kookaburras are are one of my absolute favorites. Uh, in of the birds. There. Yeah. And I mean, mind you, their pigeons are are like you know sulfur crested wow. cockatoos, lorikeets, and kookaburras, and that's just a few. You even get the gala birds, which are those cute uh, macaws. They're kind of like macaw- uh, cockatoos, more or less. They have a little pink crest and little pink fluffy cheeks. They're really cute, mm-hmm. but apparently really dumb too. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, sometimes. 
<laughs> the only place I really want to go to is France because I can just touch Notre Dame and like art and like bread, like my two favorite things. So every, every... <laughs> I, I can I can I can attest that the the cathedral of Notre Dame looks exactly as it does in Hunchback in the Disney one at, at the very least. You would so hope, right? Stained, like they... the stained glass window. I mean, right down to the very detail. It's it's yeah, it was fantastic. But yeah, I know there's that whole restoration thing going on. Is it? Is it still I'm going? sure it's it done, done by now. Remember. Like, you know, that okay. happened a while ago. <laughs> well, I know, but uh, it, sometimes the restoration projects takes a, take a while, so you never know. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. It's a big tourist attraction, so I imagine there was, like, I mean, it was also way before COVID, so I imagine there was kind of, like, a rush, quote-unquote, to, like, get it good so the tourists can, like, come in and, and give money to the local establishments around it. Anyway, that's not about the – like, let's get to the thing. So we have a couple yeah. – of news stories, um, if you're new to, um, I guess, the podcast, which we're getting a lot of new people from the, the No Fun episode that just came out. Yeah, <laughs> It's so funny that they come in and the, the entry point is on the No Fun stuff. And I'm like, guys, we have all this other fun stuff. And make sure if at least you're here, just stick around. We got more fun stuff. No one <laughs> wants your fun stuff. Gonna be people very like fun drama. Though. People like yeah, hashtag drama. drama. So, you know, I don't know. Just... Just don't harass people. You know that's that's it. You can you can you can politely ask about things from not me, but anyway, um, I just I just don't have any emotional energy for like people who do not know how to communicate correctly anymore. Okay, so we got we got we got the alligator, like the animated alligator movie, right? Yes. Lauren? So funny, yeah, because we said relevant headline. Uh, yeah, Arlo the Alligator Boy just came out on Netflix, and it's yes, it's a uh, next. Netflix animation production, but it's um, it was in uh, basically produced by uh, Titmouse. Yeah, that's what and I thought. I think like uh, like maybe uh, maybe uh, well, I remember their work was there's a lot of animators that were working remotely on it, uh, to get it done. And it, I mean, the work on it is absolutely stunning. All of all of the, it's it's fun. I watched I watched it the day it came out on Netflix, and it's a lot of fun. Very sweet, very simple story. But the visuals and the music and in Arlo himself, I love actually the whole crew, but especially just Arlo is just so wholesome and pure, and I want to protect him. <laughs> did, but, did we uh, find apparently... out the guy who fucked an alligator? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I can't say anything without being a spoiler about who his dad is. So okay. he goes to New York to go find his dad, but but I can say that. There is slated to be more Arlo content because the movie was basically kind of sort of uh, like a preface to the series that they're that they greenlit for it and have been working on, which I think comes out later this year. But uh, I've yeah. I've heard the movie's not doing so hot, like so far. Well, it's because Netflix has not been promoting it. That's why it's like it's almost like become a word of mouth thing, even though it it did hit the number top number ten. It was in the like the the top ten movies to watch over the weekend. So what it did hit the that in the ranks because of how many people were tuning in. But um, but no, definitely spread the good word about Arlo, and uh, it's it's really really cute and the music is phenomenal and but the animation especially is just like Chef's kiss, Mwah. Just mm, it's 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 wonderful. Yeah, I have to wait till um, I'm in the right mood because like you know. The character models are kind of off for me, and it's kind of like Gumball-y, like everything. Is it like 
talking it and actually, stuff. So you, it, you get used to it very quickly. Once you're watching it, you get used to it very quickly. Okay. So um, again, it's almost like if you're getting it in the small bites and you're not used to that art style, then of course it's going to be a little jarring. But once you get it, once you're eased into it, you just get engrossed in it and it's a lot of fun and, and it's you know it's sweet and wholesome it's you know happy you know i think we all need a little bit of happy and uh uh and again the story is yeah it's i think how people said it's deceptively simple but it has a lot of depth to it so um it's all in the nuance so uh yeah it's it's great um and then the other headline i do have is that coming out on april 30th so yeah that's a uh, next week for for as of or I guess whenever this episode airs, it would be the next week. So that would be in a few days. Um, is uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines comes out on Netflix as well. And that has been long awaited. Uh, and I guess it broke headlines officially that because a lot of people had theories about it, it'll be the first uh, first animated feature film to to be released with a... Uh, LGBT uh, with a LGBTQ plus, yeah. per, plus per, protagonist as the lead. Um, so there you go. Uh, it, for anybody who has had their theories or their thoughts and weren't sure if it was confirmed or not, yes. I thought it yes. was already <laughs> like she had like buttons and stuff. So I was just like, I thought, you yeah, know, and she's going to art school, and I'm like, huh, you know. So I, I just assumed yeah, she was I, something. I figured, I figured it was the case too, but, um, but you know, but I don't know. Nothing was ever said of it. But now it's now it's actually being confirmed. Well, hopefully it's uh, like they actually mentioned the movie and not just being like, I guess she's she's that, but like it's never gonna come up. But like we like the press, so you know. Yeah, but that at the same time, uh, the uh, reviews for people who got to to screen it beforehand have all been saying nothing but good things about it. So yeah, that's it's really Kristen, good. it's Lord and Miller, so you know they're yeah they're the they're the the beacon of good animated content generally yeah so i'm really excited i'm really excited to see it next week um and uh yeah it, i mean that's a, again it's been long awaited by by many and especially if it's a lord and miller production you know it's going to be good so um because the last one was spider-verse correct of them theatrically released yeah i'm pretty sure yeah so um yeah so i'm excited What's up, danger? All right. Anyway, so this is kind of a fun, just fun podcast time. So we're interviewing Lachlan. Say hi, Lachlan. Hi, Lachlan. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> uh, Lachlan um, is a real friend that I've met in real person times. Uh, sometimes she helps on the team if she has time, but she's been dealing with a lot of like cray stuff. So, you know. Yes, I am notoriously busy all the time and I love to help out when I can. I love to do art and editing, but I have just whew, been really busy lately being an adult, which sucks. But you yeah, know. <laughs> I, hate, I hate being an adult. Don't, don't grow up, kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one out of ten would not recommend. Can I like re reverse this? Where's Neverland? I can't find it. <laughs> I can't find a link in Google Maps anyway. Um, so yeah, but she people don't really know that uh, Lachlan was a witness to the infamous DashCon um, convention that happened uh, like what ten years ago or something. No, it's twenty fourteen. So seven seven years oh, ago. Seven okay, years ago. so I guess we'll just so uh, Lachlan. Um, I guess my first question. So like for people who don't know what 
a DashCon is. Can you kind of explain it before you go into your history of traumatization? Yes. So <laughs> DashCon was a Tumblr convention held in 2014 in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, and it was the idea of a 15-year-old girl with big dreams to bring everybody from Tumblr together for a weekend of fandom fun and... It didn't go well. <laughs> um, but but that, that is what it was. So DashCon originated as TumbleCon. So it was supposed to be a Tumblr convention. And as much as I hate to admit it, I kind of instigated the whole thing. Ugh. So, so who did so who did you work alongside to make it happen? So who were your coordinators? So I started the blog in let's see how twenty twelve. So I started the blog in twenty twelve. I'd only been on Tumblr for a couple of months, and I was really just getting any randos on Tumblr I could find who wanted to start a con with me. I was fifteen, so I had no convention experience. And the people that I was getting to come with me also had no convention experience. But hey, that's okay. Who needs experience or uh, question. <laughs> learning? So can you also explain like what a, like why it was called DashCon specifically? So it was called DashCon because it was originally called Tumblr, TumbleCon. But then Tumblr was like, well, that's a copyright infringement. So one of the staff members I was working with was like, okay, well, we're going to change it to DashCon because Dash is short for dashboard, which is what you call the um, the little scrolly thing when you log in with all the pictures on it to your uh -oh. dashboard. And it took so, like, me... the people you follow, like, all their, like, newest stuff. So it's yes. like Twitter, essentially, of, like, your homepage. Where you it's see it's your TL, basically. Yeah. It's like the TL of Twitter. It's, uh, it's, it's the dashboard. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, Lauren, you're asking who my um, my my co coworkers were, and so after a couple of months, um, I moved to Denver. This is maybe about mm -hmm. six or seven months, but then things started to get really serious because in that time, two people named Meg and Roxanne were added to the blog, and they were real adults. Oh no! And they were like, "This is a good idea." We want to be real adults and do real adult paperwork and make this a real adult business. And Lachlan, you're 16 at the time, so you can't sign any of this real adult paperwork because you're a baby. But you can still be a part of the convention that you started and we'll have you a ball pit. Because my whole thing, my whole big idea was... Oh yeah, was... explain the ball pit, because you were the one who, like, that was your original idea that you claimed yes. the same. Right, so along with starting the Dashcom blog, I also had the idea for a ball pit because beforehand people like there had been a bunch of posts being like we should have a tumblr convention we should have a tumblr school we should have a tumblr this that this we should have an island and so like i can't claim the original like idea for a tumblr convention i can only claim like starting the blog and getting the whole thing rolling but i can claim the idea for a ball pit because i had seen a tumblr post about strangers meeting each other for a first time in a giant ball pit. And I was like, this is the best thing I have ever seen in my life. And I want this at my Tumblr convention. So that was, 
that was the whole thing. It was supposed to be big, huge, like room-sized for adults. And that did not happen. <laughs> I, I wish we could like, you don't, put up a like, picture. Uh, yeah, you can link your picture. Maybe we could give it to the editor to put them in the YouTube version. But like Lachlan has a real picture of her on the actual infamous ball pit um, eating nachos. So um, <laughs> Yeah. She has the proof. But I'm surprised you don't like not not being like it like a dick about it, but you don't brag, you don't have a shirt that like the ball pit was my fault or something like that, and you wear it at conventions and like people well, like I I have like a um I have a Tumblr video. So Dashcon was kind of my fault. Dashcon was my yeah. idea. Um, but I don't I don't brag about the ball pit because I feel like I'm trying to move on to like <laughs> bigger, more adult things. Um also, I'm lazy and I don't have time to like actually design one and get one printed. And I don't know what the reaction would be. Like, I don't know if I am in an emotional state. <laughs> like, because normally when I'm at a convention and if I'm like not wearing a costume, it means I have been up for several hours. It's probably two in the morning. And probably everybody I'm seeing is just, like, ridiculously drunk. And I don't know if I'm going to have the emotional capacity at 2 in the morning to explain to Ashcon to drunk people. So, Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> I, I guess for background, too, like, the ball pit since Dashcon has kind of come a, like, a, a convention, slap, or convention slash pop culture thing where people will, mm-hmm. like bring like baby ball pits ironically to conventions there's tons of people that dress up as deadpool with like a ball pit that they wear like around like a like a like a like a hula skirt or something like that you know it's it's like a thing like animaniacs um the reboot had i think yakko um he his bed was like a ball pit so it's like it's (laughs) it's gotten the rounds I don't know. I I'm afraid that like people will just bully me and be mean about it. I mean, most I don't think anybody's actually been mean about it to my face because people just don't have the guts. But I still get like weekly death threats. It's like, why? Why would you do this, my guys? I'm a nice person. <laughs> but yeah, if anybody ever wants to make me a uh, Dashcon ball pit shirt, I 100% will wear it. And if I see people cosplaying the ball pit, or like when I was in line at Anime Expo, I heard people talking about Dashcon. I'll like come up <laughs> behind them and be like, "Hey guys, let me tell you about Dashcon." In the same vein of let me tell you about Homestuck. No, I want someone just to cosplay you like with the ball pit, and then like having like fake nachos, and they would just like walk around. <laughs> just, like that. You need to um, they need to wear like heavy mascara and then kind of like wet it down so it just looks like mascara, just tears going down the cheek. Yeah, for accuracy. I'm just I'm imagining it now, and I had a tiara too because I feel like it was just very, like, you know, 2014 Marina the Diamonds Tumblr girl, just crying, tiara on, holding a thing of hot cheese. Like this is this is fine. <laughs> okay, Hold continue on. on. I don't have any more questions right now. Oh, is is that it? What else do you guys want to know? Well, like, you explain, like, you know, like, so, I guess explain how it kind of escalated from you making the blog and how the adults, like, filed the legal paperwork and, you know, all that stuff. 
Well, see, here's the thing. All of it looked super normal and legit to me. And I don't know if it was because I was a teenager and I didn't know how money worked. I didn't, maybe it was because I didn't have any, like, actual adult role models in my life who were telling me, hey, Lachlan, this is a bad idea. Because everybody who I told about, you know, my parents, and we can't really, like, consider those as good role models, but, you know, my teachers, um, random people I was working with at the bird shelter that I volunteered at, uh, everybody I talked to, they were like, this is a great idea. You're so great. You're so smart. You're like a young entrepreneur business person. We're so proud of you. And I I don't know because I, I never got any sense that there was something going wrong. And I was always, you know, the youngest. I was the youngest in my class. I was 16. I was 16 when I graduated high school. So everybody at my school was so much older than me. My coworkers were all much older than me. I was the youngest of them. And I I never really felt like I was that young. But looking back now, it's like, oh my God, I was a baby. And I live with my cousins now who are like, I think 14 and 16. So around the same age I was. And I, I can't imagine them running a Tumblr convention. Like if somebody came up to me, like one of them came up to me now and said, hey, uh, Nessie, I want to run an Attack on Titan convention, I'd be like, hmm, no, that's a really, really bad idea. Nobody told me it was a bad idea. Well, maybe, like, go into, like, what it would, what it usually takes to run a convention, like, the paperwork, like, getting the hotel. What like, does it take? Well, yeah, like, I think what, that's what, the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't know, and I still don't know. Oh, I know okay. the things that we had to do were we had to get a hotel, we had to sign all of these guest contracts. We had to, um, I think maybe they took out loans to get materials because we had to get a badge printer. We had to get shirts. We had to get gifts for the guests. We had to send out all of this contact info and all these press releases to different news sources, which I think mm-hmm. was maybe part of our biggest downfall because one of my big jobs with DashCon 2, once the adults, I keep saying the adults, but... I mean, that really is what happened. They came in. And then what I was kind of put in charge was with all of the marketing and all of the social media. So I think one of, one of my own biggest downfalls was I was the one who alerted all the press to the convention in the first place and got all those big names like the Daily Dot and whatever to come. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Daily Dot was there. Um, so they were physically there when DashCon happened. And maybe if I didn't send out so many press releases and offer so many press passes, there would be less press. And I would be getting less death threats. But, you know, at least, like, kudos for me for being good at my social media job. But you, you, At hmm. least you got that. Um, I guess I'll jump in because I know, like, the general structure for conventions. So the general structure is conventions. is Depending on the size of the convention, it's usually hosted at a hotel or it's hosted at a convention center. Convention center usually for like more than 5,000 people because you can't physically fit 5,000 people running around and or you probably do not have the space for 5,000 people in a hotel somewhere because hotels will have like business conference rooms that you can use that can sit about like maybe like 100 to 200 people at a time depending on like the hotel or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
So um, there's that. And then, so if it's a convention center, then you have to obviously rent the convention center. I have no idea how that, how much that costs. I'm, I'm ballparking like, like 10 to, tw to 20 grand, depending on how big of the center it is. Hotels are cheaper. Um, usually, and the, and the plus with hotels is you kind of already have like staff, like hotel staff being able to clean up after like people. So you don't want to host a convention like, in a church or something because then you have to worry <laughs> about cleanup and you have to worry about like even though you would think like on paper like that seems like a good idea and the church we can raise money for like a charity for the church or something like that but there's no one to like clean up this like mess and like then you have to worry about like people with fursuits going to the church and then like how does that look on social Are media giffin in the place of worship <laughs> jesus does not want you to yiff in the pews <laughs> <laughs> So, like, you know, like, someone could get sick and throw up all over the church, and then you're just like, who's gonna clean up this this this, this furry bar, if you know? I don't know. I hate this image. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna clean up this Dolly Parton fursuit? Like... <laughs> anyway, um, so, and also, like, when you book, when you use a hotel, then you can, like, depending on how many rooms you book for the for the hotel for people that are coming so usually how you track that is you just like you know ten dollars off if you use this code to book your hotel room and then the hotel can track how many people are coming in for the convention specifically because they're using a discount code and then depending on how many depending on how many um rooms you book then they might give you like x amount of free rooms in exchange for that sometimes and then you can use those to put your VIPs or your guests, depending on, you know, who you're getting. And then you have to, like, fly in the guests, to fly in the guests, depending on what they're doing, or they're not local. Usually conventions are not local. Like, the LA ones, you know, are great, but they're, they're you know, people can just drive down or whatever. But, like, for animation voice actors, for whoever, usually you're flying them out of LA, and then you have to pay for their hotel, and you have to pay for their per diem, which is a food a food allowance, essentially, and then you have to transport them from the airport to the the place and then you got to pay for the flight and then you got to deal with agents so it's like a whole thing so but you usually need the vip people to advertise your convention because if you're like oh this guy from this thing is gonna be here i i like the thing that he was in i would like him to sign like you know my first born child or something then <laughs> that gets people excited um versus just like oh it's a group of gathering of people why am i paying you know 60 bucks to get in to like you know for a bunch of sweaty people you know I think it might have been 80 so you need that and you need panels like you know and usually they open the panels to like everyone depending on your presence so like that's where youtubers kind of get oh, in the do you fuzzy something area weird sure so off top, well, on, back on top, kind of. So the whole panel thing, you said it was open to everybody. And the weirdest thing about DashCon was they held interviews for panelists. So people would what? submit. Okay, okay. This is the weirdest thing. And this was not my idea. Now, I will take claim for every bad idea that I have. But this bad idea was not mine. I can't remember whose it was. But people would submit their panels, right? Although, but in tiny, tiny, tiny little fine print, it said... 
this is not you running the panel. This is a panel suggestion. You may not run this panel. We will have interviews for each and every panelist. So then we had to sit through and like interview people like it was a job interview. And a lot oh of the times people who submitted their panel like didn't even end up running the panel. And you had to be, you had to be like over eighteen, which is why I think I was only on one panel that weekend because I wasn't over eighteen, which I guess is smart trying to cover their asses. But it was, it was so strange, and you didn't even get a free badge if you were a panelist. Like normally, you get free badge. Like why would, why would anybody want to be a panelist at a convention if you're not going to get a free pass? Like I think you would get. Like, maybe 50% off if you filled up an entire room, and then maybe you'd get a free badge if you f- did two panels, and you filled up an entire room both times. Oh, but side, the whole... side mm-hmm. point. Um, so when I was doing, um, when I was staffing CTN that one year, um, CTN What is CTN? Is, see, see I, I will tell you. So CTN is the animation um, convention in Burbank that is notoriously poorly run. Um, you were on staff, and if you were on staff, you still had to pay for a badge. Ooh. Which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my in my life. Like Oh my god. Anyway, um like even if we like regardless like you were still getting paid for CTN, so at least there's that, but it just seemed kinda like you're there anyway. Like if you have a staff shirt, no one's gonna be like, Hey, what's your badge say? Like it's it's mm-hmm. stupid. Anyway, well, I think um, you had to pay for a badge at DashCon, too, if you were staff. And I don't know if security did as well. What? Unless you, like, worked a certain amount of hours and then you got a free badge. I know I didn't have to pay for my badge because I was an admin, which really just meant, like, I was, I guess, super high-level staff. I got a tiara. I don't know. When I say it, it sounds like some culty <laughs> stuff. Um, it, it was just, it was weird. Somebody commented recently on my YouTube, like... It's kind of creepy that they flew a unaccompanied minor out to Chicago for a week. What was up with that? And, like, I'm thinking about it now, and it's, like, nothing, like, unsavory socially, like, went on. But it's still, it's still weird to think about. Like, I can't, I can't imagine if I was running any kind of events now, flying out an unaccompanied minor who's, like, not related to me. Who's essentially just a stranger. (laughs) And I think I'd met these people maybe once before in real life at another convention. Because um, we all got together at 221BCon in Atlanta to promote DashCon. Um, but still, it's it's odd to think about now. And I don't, I don't know why they, why they did that. Like, no idea to this day. Like, Maybe they felt like they had to because you were, like, the one who made the blogs. So they were like, I guess we have to bring bring this child along so she feels like she's included in the event she helped start or whatever. I, mean, I don't that's know. That's my that thought. Like, maybe they're afraid but, I was like... going to sue them, which, knowing me, I wouldn't have, but my mom might have. Um, <laughs> but it, I don't, I don't know. But I did do, I did do, like, a lot of work for the con. Like, I was working constantly. And I think the one good thing that came out of DashCon was I got high school credits for it because I was able to prove that I was working a certain amount of hours a week, like doing an internship or whatever mm. for DashCon, um, which is why they didn't have to pay me because I was like legally an unpaid intern. Um, and then I was able to get into college early because I had that on my resume. And this was like before mm. everything went down, thank goodness. 
So, um, like if they Googled it, it didn't come up like failed Tumblr convention. It was just, we're excited about a Tumblr convention that's not yet failed. Um, so I am thankful for that. And everything else, though, is just oof. Big, big oof. Big oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, also traditionally, if you, if you, when you're running a panel, usually apply for the panel. And um, the staff will either approve or deny it, usually based on your experience, if you've done this before, and or the panel content, if it seems interesting or whatever. Um, so if you're just a rando who are like, let me tell you about this thing, it would help to get your thing approved if you have, like, social... I want to say social experience, but that's not the right word. Um, social media have... presence? Yeah, so, well, not even that, but, like, if they if you have any, like, um, like public speaking experience or anything like yes. that they just don't let someone who's never spoken in front of like like 10 or 20 people like do a panel you know mm-hmm. which is weird so and then in exchange for doing a panel because you're doing programming you you'd usually get a free badge uh and you know which is again that's relatively commonplace for that um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that how conventions work. Oh, um, they'll also do like things with the vendor hall. Sometimes, like if you're doing X amount of things, you might be able to exchange that for a table where you can vend your stuff. The only hard cost, technically or usually, if it the hotel if the if the convention is run from a hotel, is the the flight because usually between the hotels reimbursing people depending on how many people are coming versus you know. Like, usually, unless it's, like, a pony con or if it's a small con, they usually have spaces for the vendors and or not everyone who pays for a table shows up all the time. Which is unfortunate, but, you know, that's why they have people paid in advance. And then, you know, they're like, well, you know, Bobby Joe didn't show up to the table. Here's your table. So, um, that's happened before to me when it's weird because I'm like, here's the email saying, saying... That I get a table, and they're just like, oh, well, our tables are booked. And I'm just like, well, that's unfortunate, because I have proof that we we drove down here for a table. And they're just like, oh, well, I guess I got to work something out. I'm like, that sounds correct. So anyway, <laughs> um, so um, now you know all about convention politics, I guess, people listening to this this conversation on on the internet. But um, I guess, Lachlan, you can get, why don't you go into, like, the pa- like do you know much about the panel and the programming because i remember like just from the memes that that was like a hot mess yeah so actually most of our panels weren't super cringe um, which actually doesn't really say a lot because i feel like when people were looking through and i i don't often defend DashCon because i feel like as a whole it was absolutely horrible um but the panels from the ones that I saw, went to, and heard from were actually pretty good. And I feel like whatever convention you're going to go to, you're going to get some cringe panels. I mean, I've been to My Little Pony conventions. I've seen panels on um, creating tulpas and why you shouldn't go see a psychiatrist and take psychiatric medications, but instead make an imaginary Fluttershy to solve all your problems. So, and then Dashcon had, Dashcon had British men with cheekbones. My Little Pony has tulpa panels. I feel like there's going to be super cringy panels wherever you go. Um, but like the ones that I went to, there were homestuck panels. There were, which again, 
kind of cringe, but I was on one of them and I had fun. Um, there were photography panels, there were LGBT panels, there were like writing panels. Um, so it was, it was neat. And the one thing that I will say about Ashcon is that everybody that I spoke to and interacted with and had really just any kind of experience with, they were like super, super nice. I wasn't harassed at the convention at all. I didn't have to deal with any kind of like weird sexual experiences, which was nice. Um, people were fun to talk to. It was like a genuinely polite group of people. Even after like the whole thing went down Friday night, um, the next day people were still nice and kind and nobody threatened to kill me, which is better than I can say the reaction was online. Um, so what happened on Friday then? So Friday night, I am at a Homestuck panel. And it's one of those, you know, ask panels. So we're all in costume. Mm-hmm. We're all in character. I'm Vriska Circuit, who is the Scorpio. I almost said pony. Um, she's a Scorpio troll. And I'm sitting up there with doing, like, you know, question, answer. And Rox, one of the, the owners of the convention, comes in. And she pulls me into the wings. And she's like, Lachlan, we don't have any money. Um, they're, they're going to kick us out of the hotel. They promised we could have until Sunday to pay them. But now they say we have to come up with $17,000 right now. And we all just kind of started freaking out. So we were all funneled into the main ballroom. I think Tumblr prom was supposed to be happening or maybe a band was supposed to be going on. It has just been so long. Um, did they have, did they have that in writing that they had till Sunday to pay the, the hotel? Because it sounds like they did not. I I never saw. I never saw any of the contractual stuff. Okay. And I think maybe part of it was that I I just didn't care. I was in such a state of, I'm 16. I just graduated high No, I'm 17. I'm 17. I just graduated high school. I have no real problems. Money? <laughs> What's that? I'm a teenager. So I didn't, I didn't think that I cared about any kind of contractual stuff. Um, I do know that there was some internal conflict earlier where um, the admins, the owners had kind of like fractioned off where um, Meg and Kane were on one side and they were trying to make themselves the president and the vice president Mm -hmm. and trying to demote uh, rocks to like secretary and which is weird because they all should have been equal part co-owners especially since Meg and rocks were like the original owners i never had anything to do with the finances again because i was a minor and didn't understand how money worked um to think maybe it was a problem dashcon was hiring children with no idea how money worked anyways so they they called us to the stage i got up there um with the rest of the admins and they they took the mic and I was handed a paper bag and they said that, you know, they told me, they're like, okay, well, uh, Lachlan, you need to pass, pass the bag around. And so I lift the bag up. I'm painted gray. Um, I did seal my makeup very well, so I wasn't running while I was crying. I was painted gray. I had troll horns on and I was like, I have a paper bag. And then I yelled. If you have money, put it in the bag. (laughs) 
And looking back on that now, I feel like it was very just like Bonnie and Clyde, like, put the money in the bag. <laughs> I'm a demon. Stick them up. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, I wish I should like draw that because it was picturing it in my brain now. It's a very funny image. You know, me just painted gray, looking like some kind of weirdo, yelling to people to put the money in the bag. But at the moment, it was probably just one of the scariest moments of my life. I felt like all of the hard work that I had been doing for two years, and I had I had been working hard. I may not know what money was, but I still had been promoting nonstop. I, for that whole week, I had been setting things up. I had been punching bags. I had been meeting with press people, handing out badges, really just acting as an assistant to rocks, doing whatever anybody needed. And just to see it all crumble right before my eyes, I felt like I was living in some kind of nightmare. Like I could not, I could not believe it was happening. It was, it was horrific. And, and then we raised the money. We raised the money. And for a moment, I thought that everything was going to be fine. I did. I was like, we did it. It's magical. We are Tumblr. We are the champions. Thankfully, I was not the one who started the We Are the Champions song or raised that hunger. Although I was, there is an article out there and my dad had it pulled up um, for when I got home. But it said somebody was up on stage flashing Homestuck gang signs. Oh my God. <laughs> and there's a picture of me and I'm doing like the, the diamond symbol, which means like Moirails, which means like it's like best friends and Homestuck. So I'm like, y'all are my besties. Um, so I thought that, I think that's funny now. I didn't find it funny at the time, but <laughs> I, I was like, okay, well, we all came together. It's good. It's fine. And then I got back to con ops, um, with everybody and I saw my inbox on Tumblr, my personal inbox. I saw my email. I saw the Dashcom blog inbox. I saw personalized death threats to me. And I had been bullied in middle school and it was bad, but I had never received a death threat before. And mm. I think I was I was scared that somebody was gonna come after me. I was yep. embarrassed that I was this much of a failure. I really just wanted to just turn into a fish and flush myself down the toilet. I think that is the exact phrase that I used. I would like to turn into a fish and flush myself down the toilet and never be seen again. And I was just filled with so many emotions. And then I went up to my room to let myself in and the door was locked. I couldn't unlock it. Oh my God. And um, <laughs> uh, I went downstairs and apparently that the hotel had like started locking people who had rooms paid for by the con out of their rooms. And I later found out that the Welcome to Nightdale people and Noelle Stevenson, who created She-Ra, which is one of my favorite shows, mm -hmm. um, were also locked out of their rooms. And I was just, I was in full gray paint. It was, it was late. It was probably two in the morning. I, luckily, a group of, um, a group of, like, Tumblr people invited me into the room for, like, chicken nuggets and so I could use their bathroom and just kind of, like, sit on their floor until, um, the owners could let me back into my room. But... I was like, I'm going to die here and somebody's going to come and find me and kill me and shoot me and bomb me. Somebody said they wanted to hang me. Ugh. And it's like, I, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to think. So I went, I finally got back into my room. I went to sleep. I slept in most of the day. I got up and I was like, you know what? It's going to be okay. 
Today's gonna be fine because I'm gonna get to have my ball pit. And then I saw the ball pit. Then <laughs> y'all, everybody saw the ball pit. Yeah. It was not what I dreamed. Um, it was the size of a kiddie pool. It was deflated. And I was in this cute little green pinup dress. I had my little tiara on. And I was finally taking my lunch break because nobody wanted to give me a break from Con Ops. One of the, um, the heads, the owners, Kane, was just like yelling at me incessantly. It was the second day in a row of him just yelling at me for who knows what. And I was like, you know what? Fudge this. I am taking a lunch break. And so I got my, my cheese dip and my chips from the Taco Bell. And I went to the ball pit. It was horrible. And I climbed in. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to hold court. So I was just talking with with my homestucks, pretending that I was the princess of the ball pit. Because I had my tiara <laughs> on. And... <sighs> yep. After that, um, a couple hours went by. I essentially just abandoned my duties. Gave up. Um, and I, at this point, I don't know if I, if I really regret giving up, if I would have done the same thing nowadays, because I'm definitely a stronger person now than I was at, you know, having just turned 17, just mm -hmm. having graduated college, I'm, or high school, I'm like, I'm certainly a stronger person, I'm an adult now, I know what I'm doing, not so much when it comes to cons, but when it comes to socialization and whatnot, but I... I was like, I can't do it. I can't do another day. So I called my mom and I was like, mommy, I need you to give me some money so I can change my flight because Dashcon had flown me out there, going to fly me back first class, but they were not willing to pay extra to change my flight, probably because they didn't have any money. <laughs> um, but uh, I had a guy that I met at the convention driving back to the airport first thing on Sunday morning, flew home, got back. Opened up my email again. More death threats. Got home. My dad had a blown up picture of me in the ball pit on my, on his, because uh, we had our computer connected to the uh, flat screen. So just big blown up picture of me in the ball pit. He made a collage <laughs> of all the articles uh, about Dashcon's failure. And I think I just ran to my room and just didn't come out for a whole week. Just sobbing, so. Can you go into, yeah. like, what happened after people put the money in the bag to cause it to become such a huge, like, clusterfuck? That's the thing. At the convention, nothing. Nothing happened. Everybody was still kind. Everybody was respectful. And they, from what I physically saw with my eyes, seemed to be having a good time. Um, the only time I assumed that they weren't, like, I wasn't present, but, um, Welcome to Night Vale rightfully canceled because the convention said that they couldn't pay them till the end of the weekend, so they walked out, mm. which I understand. I would have done the same thing. Um, but there, there was no other, like, big inciting incident. Nobody was being rude, disrespectful, rioting at the con. Everything was just online. Mm-hmm. And I tried to stay away from it as much as possible, but, like, when people were coming directly to me and, like, threatening to kill me or have me killed, um, I had somebody, because I started college a couple weeks later, I had somebody show up um, at my college campus, and they were like, I'm here from 4chan to, oh to tell God. you that we want you dead. 
my god what and i don't Call the college i don't police. know i i just kind of lost it i think i i turned into this horrific raging monster and i was like you know what I want you dead, too. Nobody will miss you if you killed yourself. Go have a nice day. Drive your... Cl- oh, um, God. There's the horse tooth rock. Go drive your car off of it. Did he um, get sad after that? Did he get sad? Yeah. Did he take it seriously? Yes, he took it very seriously. Okay. Like, I... I I turned to this horrible... And you've, you've never seen it. You are so lucky. I mean, most people have never, like, seen me just kind of lose it because I get really really cold and my voice like lowers significantly and (laughs) I've had someone tell me that like they see my eyes just kind of glaze over and I just sound like a super villain and I'm like that's not something that I would like to hear because I like to think of myself as like a happy fun person who's not evil but I think that the moment somebody shows up to me face to face and threatens me then it's over well yeah like, it, yeah yeah it, they always it's always said that you know you don't want to push a nice person to the limit because the moment they snap you're gonna regret it because it's like because you know they have to fight so hard to not strangle you the moment you walk in but the moment you do break that you cross that barrier yeah it's it's not gonna be pretty <laughs> But I, I think that that kind of changed me as a person after that. Um, like, I think I got just scared constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up moving out of the dorms just because I, I was having I – had, I had um, undiagnosed narcolepsy at the time. And mm-hmm. actually, one thing that really helped me get a diagnosis was one of the admins, Angela, who was, like, on the same, I guess, level as I was, although she was a good 10 years older than me. Um, but one of her complaints on Tumblr was that I slept too much. And they're like, she was like, yeah, Lachlan was just always asleep constantly. So, like, I showed that to my sleep doctor, um, like, a couple of years ago as proof that this has, like, been an ongoing problem to the point that other people notice it. And it's helped me, mm-hmm. like, got professionally diagnosed with narcolepsy. But um, I was still undiagnosed. And I was uh, 17 when I, like, started physical college because I'd been doing um like online getting my associates in uh zoology beforehand but so this is my first year like on campus and I had to move had to move out of the dorms I was having such horrible panic attacks I like had this horrible narcolepsy attack where um all of my muscles just kind of stopped working and I fell to the ground and then I had like a PTSD attack with it like oh my god i'm paralyzed and now people are gonna come and kill me they are going to come and kill me Mm. because they didn't like my ball pit and that sounds that sounds so silly when i say it now and i know now that nobody is going to come and kill me because of dashcon nobody is going to come and kill me because they didn't like my ball pit but um having somebody show up and i know that they they drove a couple of states to come and deliver a threat from 4chan God. Oh my I didn't God. even know what 4chan was. Like, that's how how naive I was. Because I was so focused on just trying to live my life, trying to get my degree, trying to be happy. And they had to cart me out of my dorm, um, like the EMTs, because I physically couldn't move. And they thought that it was um, just like psychosomatic. And I ended mm-hmm. up um, being at home 
just kind of paralyzed for a couple of days. And it turns out now that we know that um, it's called a cataplexy attack and it is brought on by like very strong emotions, but it's it's mm. not psychosomatic in the way that it's my brain just overreacting and making myself not move. It's essentially the same thing, but there's an actual chemical reason for it. Mm. And um, so I feel good knowing that. But at the time, I just... I felt so crazy. And I know for a fact that, that my doctor said I was crazy. Pretty sure my dad thought that I was crazy. And, I mean, that's that's just how it was. And that's how it was for years. And, you know, I got through and I did, was do, doing zoology and communication studies. Um, and finally, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I still don't feel safe here. So I packed up and I moved to Denver. And I did that. And even then... You know, it, it had been years, and I made that video just talking about DashCon candidly, explaining what happened, explaining my role in it. Because one thing that I've noticed is I'm never mentioned, like, ever. And mm-hmm. it's an odd feeling, because I know that I had a weirdly big role in this humongous disaster, but to never see myself mentioned for any kind of any kind of failure or wrongdoing, I think I almost feel guilty that mm. I did something shitty and bad. I'm sorry, I just said a cuss. <laughs> but I did something no, bad. I've, I've been cursing, so, you know, this can definitely, yeah. like, I figured kids aren't going to want to hear about the Dashcon story. Yeah. But I mean, part of myself feels like I should have been punished. And, or I should have had my parents tell me off. I should have had somebody, I mean, I don't think death threats were required. But I don't know, maybe some YouTuber YouTuber should have canceled me. And nothing ever happened. Some mm-hmm. some girl Sarah Z recently um made a video. Like I could see my my name like pop up, but she never said it out loud. And I think maybe part of it is because I was a literal child and people reasonable reasonable people know that I wasn't at fault. But I still feel like I was. And I don't think that I really got better and really stopped being afraid um, until I packed up and moved to Africa. And I went to intensive trauma therapy every day, not every day, every week for a year. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it. And, you know, explaining Dashcon to somebody from a completely other country who'd never heard of it know what Tumblr was, wasn't familiar with just American nonsense. It was nice to hear an outside perspective. And now I'm back in America and I'm starting a full-time job in my dream field. It's notoriously hard to enter. I'm having conventions want to um, hire me to come speak as a guest about DashCon. I'm Somebody else is trying to start a Dashcon too. Told them not a fan of that, can't endorse that. However, I will no. show up with my pet raccoon. But it's it's something that's not so much hard for me to talk about now. I think the only question that I'm left with is should I have been punished more for my crime against the internet? I don't know. I think I'm just rambling. I mean, I don't think it was even like I mean, people look on it like on a curiosity level, but I don't think anyone mm-hmm. was hurt. I think the biggest thing is just it was just like now some I was gonna run, say, you know, yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, considering 
there was DashCon, but it wasn't like TanaCon from a while back where people lined up, spent all this money, couldn't get refunds, and they waited out in the hot sun and got sunburned for several hours beca just because uh, the what was the VidCon was going on and TanaCon was created to basically be a rival, be like, oh, fine, you won't have us at your convention, we'll make our own. And that was an even bigger, hotter more literally hotter mess yeah people got literally hurt. hotter and more lawsuity mess than dashcon ever was so it was like when you look at things in comparison you go hey at least people weren't hurt like you know they weren't they didn't go to the hospital for second and third degree sunburns uh they, they didn't uh you know or everybody stayed you know everyone was at least nice and cordial for it and and you and you know what you guys had a ball pit, Tanacon didn't have a ball pit. <laughs> In fact, not many people could get into Tanacon because of how small the space was. So there you go. Like I think people think it's it's just like funny now, like that Dashcon yeah. even existed. You know? Yeah, it so. definitely it definitely is like a joke and a good joke and something that I've learned to laugh at and actually find funny, like yeah. genuinely mm -hmm. find the memes funny. But. You know, at the time, for you know, maybe the first one or two years, it it was something people regularly wanted me dead over, and I don't know. There's there's something about that that just changes a person. Yeah, and I I find that 4chaners talk a big game, but like the mm -hmm. whole point of 4chan is they're anonymous and they're like saying all these anonymous things anonymously without any you know consequences. Like I remember mm -hmm. that like remember like um. I remember that Boggs, like, fucking, he doxed me, and I, that's when I was worried that he, someone was gonna just come to my house and, like, shoot, shoot, my, shoot me in the head or something like that. But, you know, no one ever came, so, you know, I think you have a, even though people were telling me, like, to, to kill myself and, like, sending me pictures of, like, bleach and shit, like, people talk a big game, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, psychologically, they're just doing this because they want to feel like they're better than the mm -hmm. thing that they're shitting on, um, because their own lives are so, maybe not sad, because that's a big chunk of people, but they're, they're, they want to put that energy into something else so they feel validated in some way, so, it, you know. It's I'm almost like, if anything, it's also kind of sort of rooted in guilt, in knowing that they've done bad stuff, and so they try to so they try to cover it up by doing, you know, trying to, you know, act as, like, quote, savior and, oh, and, and, mm -hmm. and act themselves upon people like this when it's clearly not the best thing or the right thing to do. But uh, but it's almost like, to, again, to hide the fact that they they themselves have done bad things, but they want to act like that those didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, they or they want to say, like, well, I've done bad things, but, like, this person's bit done worse than, like, you know, it's, it's, it's overkill, I think. Like, you know, someone did a bad thing, like, let the law punish them or something, but, like, you don't have to, like, don't you have something better to do? Like, why do you worry? Mm -hmm. Why do you focus on yourself? Why do you spend all that time, like, looking for a therapist and going to therapy and dealing with the bad <laughs> thing that you feel like you have to, you have to label someone else as, you know, it's, people yeah. are gross. Yeah. <sighs> Well, do y'all have any other questions? So welcome to Lachlan's therapy session. Um. <laughs> no different than any other therapy session. All we do is talk about Dashcon. 
Um, um, I guess like, uh, like how, what was, what was, what were the press sources saying that were labeling Dashcon so, like, much a fail because they had to borrow money from the convention mm -hmm. people because... I mean, you know. yeah, it's, um, that, well, first of all, it's the ball pit. The ball pit was a failure. Absolutely. They were right. It was real bad. Um, then there was people saying there was a scam. And I don't think it was a scam. I don't. Um, I know, personally, for me, it wasn't a scam. For Roxanne, one of the owners, absolutely wasn't a scam. And I don't think it was even a scam for Megan Kane. And I'm not particularly a fan of them, but I don't think they were trying to scam people. I think that it was really, really, really poor planning and really, really awful mm -hmm. money management. Yeah. And I think it's easy to look at those things and label it a scam. And then it is to... Like, I think people people would rather label something a scam and say that they got scammed out of money than to say, well, it was just managed so, so poorly. And we just... We did. We gave them money. And it's like... It was just bad. It was just planned horribly. Yeah, it just sounds and, like from what you're describing, it's like they didn't have the money up front to pay the hotel. They weren't yeah. paying. Um, they weren't paying anyone. They weren't paying the the band or whatever that was supposed to. Um, you know, welcome well, to Nightmare. Welcome to They were a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um. So people were upset that the band that was going to be there didn't show up, but it sounds like the money that that was in the bag the money in the bag went back to the hotel because if it didn't then the hotel would have kicked everyone out right so I mean, like that's true you know where like what else was there you know just just bad organization from what it sounds like yeah i mean yeah that that's it that is it and i'm, so, I'm looking at articles like on jezebel and the daily dot and i mean sci-fi.com and that's it and I and, think, hmm? yes, um, yeah, sorry to interrupt it, but I guess, um, the other thing too is because you had all those media outlets, like, physically there, and they just saw this, like, sad ball pit, and, like, these people running around asking for money, I think mm -hmm. it just kind of got over-exaggerated in some ways. Right. And I think, I think maybe that's the thing I feel is most my fault. I think I mentioned this earlier, is so that getting mm -hmm. all those those media things involved. I mean, I did very good from the standpoint of this is my job, this is my position mm -hmm. within DashCon. You know, after creating the whole thing, it was, I'm the media marketer. I'm going to make sure that this gets on the map. And oh boy, did it <laughs> get on the map. <laughs> oh, jeez. I thought, to be yeah. honest, I thought this would be a little funner, but I didn't, like, not that it's your fault, Lachlan, but I didn't realize there was so much, like, sad trauma there, so I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm I'm sorry for not making it more fun. I promise you that next time we go to a con together, we can, um, we can make shirts, right? <laughs> I'll make a shirt that's like, I'm <laughs> asking about the Dash Con Ball Pit, and I'll make you one that says, uh, my friend came up with a Dash Con Ball Pit, and all I got was this shitty t-shirt. No, I think <laughs> what you need to do is, like, for, if you make autograph prints, you need to, like, have that art of you in the ball pit, and being, like, you know, Lachlan O'Neill, like, you know, creator of, like, you know, 
the ball pit, you know, the bi the biggest mistake on the internet or something like that. <laughs> and then I think I think that might help flip your brain a little bit when people have like the positive reaction. They're just like, oh my god, you did the ball pit? That was so funny. And then it's just like, <laughs> it's not, wow, it's not bad anymore. Yay. I, it, See, yeah. I, it's become, my... a, it, it has a nostalgia to it now, you know, yes, because it's it been does. so deeply rooted in, in, in the public mind that it's like it's become a nostalgic thing and therefore it's it's more favorable to look at now versus looked at in distaste you know what i mean okay so i do have something fun to say okay um i am getting a pet raccoon and i think we, we may have talked about this i don't know but <laughs> i'm getting a pet raccoon and one of the best forms of enrichment for raccoons and also for coatamundis and really any other animal in that family is the ball pit ball pits uh zoos use them for enrichment wildlife sanctuaries that's how i learned about it so i'm going to build an actual ball pit for my pet raccoon and i'm gonna make tiktok videos of him in the ball pit him getting his extra hour and i think if that's there's such thing if there's such thing as a plush like nacho basket <laughs> I can make him a little dress and put a little tiara on it and have the <laughs> raccoon cosplay me. Yes. Yes. I feel like that's like a little um, exploiting of the raccoon. I feel like a pageant mom, but still. No, like maybe use that as your, your autograph for it, like your raccoon. You <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> um, but I think it would also be funny, like, because I can't imagine anybody wanting my autograph, really. I'm not that special. I'm cool. I'm very talented, but my fame is like at a zero which is fine but i feel like it'd be really fun if i ever had a booth just to use the booth space and just build an actual ball pit like with plywood and stuff like a walk-in ball pit um and just have a sign outside that says ask me about the dash con ball pit yes join me in the pit in the ball pit join me yes meet me in the ball pit no but you have to like get art of that you can also you can also sign like the little bottles and then give them out to people it's like yes dang okay now that is a cute idea yes meet me in the is pit it, and then it, it's rooted in what you wanted it to be in the first place right. was a place to meet people so reclaiming the ball <laughs> <laughs> yes we need to make this happen <laughs> i mean you'll have all this new job money you know you gotta oh my gosh yeah i know i mean bills mostly ball pit also so for the raccoon how do you so you said you're getting one like is it how, how does that work because this yeah, is coming from a, a state where i'm not allowed to have anything um <laughs> yeah so um i do have to have a permit but because mm. i have an actual degree in zoology um mm. i don't have to take the uh, required testing and whatever so it's easier for me to get the permit um there oh. are breeders in uh, my state who breed raccoons for people for like pets for people who have permits and uh, yeah i'm gonna be building an entire enclosure um he's on the way right now he's he's born but he's um, born he's born <laughs> but i'm gonna build him like a little indoor pond for enrichment so he can fish and eat little crabs and shrimps yeah i have no um, idea what what raccoons eat so oh yeah they're omnivores they don't eat anything They'll eat a nice egg in this trying time. They'll eat <laughs> crabs. They'll eat minnows. 
my dad used to um, feed them Krispy Kreme donuts when he was in the Marine Corps. They called him Colonel Krispy Kreme. Um, so, like, but really, they, they need to have, like, a varied, healthy diet. So I will not be feeding my raccoon Krispy Kreme. Have you decided on a name for the raccoon yet? I have. It's Moonshine. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But it's funny because apparently the, um... The DashCon, because uh, the person who's trying to start DashCon 2, which again is a bad idea, but apparently it's, they're legitimately trying, their uh, their mascot is a raccoon named Dash, which was like actually what I was thinking about naming Moonshine before it was Moonshine. It was, it was oh. Dash, Dash for DashCon, the trash panda. Um, <gasps> but I guess it wasn't that original if the DashCon 2 is using that as their mascot, which again, why? <laughs> why would you... Take my failure and, whew. But, you know, if they want me to go, I will show up. Yeah. Where's it? Where's it going to be located? You know. They don't know yet. Okay. I know, right? But you know, good on people for doing things with their lives. Yeah. <laughs> again, the first one was formed out of at least as far as what i can gauge and especially based on how people behave there it was born out of good intentions so yeah it was like you know like a genuine desire to have like a community come together at a convention you know like you genuinely just wanted to go and have a good time so there was right. no other motive besides that oh <sighs> well uh, you know we can't change the past we can only buy yeah. a raccoon in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just that's, that's my new of, quote. Maybe put t-shirts on that. You can get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, it reminds me of the Unicorn one, which was was the pony one, but was legitimately a scam. Where the, I guess the organizers, the organizers invited like everyone, every pony person that's ever existed. And then they raised all this money, and then they just ran off with it, like, Sunday morning, and the hotel was like, no one's paid for anything, any, any, uh, the no, no one's paid for anything, and, like, the guests were getting kicked out of their room, and it was such a hot mess, so, in, in comparison, you know, I feel like, I don't know what these people could have gained from this, except maybe, you know, street cred, if that's what you want to call it. You know, like how, what, where's the extra money that was, was, orga- I don't know. Like, I'm sorry, don't you mean dash cred? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, the attendance money wasn't enough to pay for the hotel or something? No, I think we were expecting more people. Oh. Um, especially more people walk in door fees, because I guess more people pay, um, like at the door. Yeah, and that didn't yeah. happen. Didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Then there, there you go. That probably makes sense. It's always it's always a bad thing, you know, when you're planning something like this. Maybe a convention, maybe not. Like the majority of your sales are going to be prepaid because people are planning it. It's a vacation. Like the only people are going to show up at your event are people that are local that are like, oh, I heard about this thing. Let's go down and see what's happening. You know. I mean, I, don't um, know. I never pay in advance. I always pay at the door, even if it's like planned. But that's not normal, or that's not usual. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I do usually, is it's cheaper if you pay um, in advance. It's usually like twenty bucks cheaper, so or something like that. 
Yeah. Depending on it, yeah. You know, I remember one BronyCon, like, this family with this little girl came down. They're just like, I've heard this is a My Little Pony Con. How do we get in? I was just like, she just likes My Little Pony videos on YouTube. And I was like, um, okay, I guess it's over there, but I don't think she's gonna enjoy I don't know if she'll understand what's going on. (laughs) There you go. Next thing you know, the kid walks in and immediately is thrust into the world of Dakimakuras. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of low key a little like, you know, car- chromatic. Maybe that's not the right word. Like, like, like satisfied by all the bad karma that the last. Oh, your experience in Schadenfreude. Sorry, Schadenfreude. What's that? Taking pleasure out of other people's pain. Oh, I I guess. Well, BernieCon was just so shitty to me the last year, and then they yeah. kind of like. Schadenfreude. Know, I'll send you the yeah. song. A pleasure derived from someone or another person's misfortune. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you gaslight a abuse victim, it's you know pretty, pretty no no good on anyone's accord. So I think I think that's all the questions I have about DashCon. Do you have any more questions, Lauren? I I think mine are answered pretty much too. Okay. Um, any nifty. other any other things you want to add, Lachlan? Yeah, you can follow me on oh, social yeah, that's media, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's whatever, whatever. Dot Lachlan O'Neill. My my username is on everything. One word: L O C H L A N O N E I L. Not gonna tell you on my Tumblr. Get a Tumblr. Put post your um horse sounds. I don't know what you would do on Tumblr. So what do I do anymore? Nobody knows. But yeah, yeah thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, uh, it's always thank a you pleasure so much for joining us. Yeah. All right. Time. Oh, I got to. I got to plug. Know all this. Got to plug the the regular social. So for podcast specific stuff, we're on at the KP podcast for everything. I think except TikTok. Um, I don't know what that one is, but you can search for TikTok. We have TikTok. And then I'm at I love KP a lot everywhere except YouTube. But subscribe on the YouTube and turn your notifications on, please. Um, and then Lauren, what do you have for socials? Uh, I pretty much live off Twitter, so the Abby Roadie on Twitter. Uh, yeah. But uh, I and I technically do have an artful account set up now, but I'm trying to load. What is artful? Apparently, artful is basically like if you merged DeviantArt and uh, it's like DeviantArt and Instagram together. So it's like the format of of kind of sort of the format of Instagram. Uh, where it's just for people to upload their art and all that oh, stuff. It's trying okay. to be. It's basically trying to be an art centric community. Uh, now it's more about protecting the artist and and stuff like that and protecting their content. Um, and it's also got community things going on. Like if there's an art challenge, they'll let you know and you can participate in it on there and you can tag it as such. So that way it gets seen as part of that thing. I'm still kind of navigating it because now the app actually works for me. It took, it took about a week because it launched only a week ago. Uh, and it was very, very slow to run the first few days at least, uh, because of the traffic influx um but i was like pretty early to like get at least an account set up so i am on there under the same name um and apparently there's a time limit between you have to you have to wait 10 minutes between each post which i thought that was interesting i don't know if that's something to just control the traffic that way but um so that way it's not like an Mm. overload to the system but i thought that was like oh 
some so somehow you can like rapid fire tweets but you can't and you can post multiple things on instagram no problem but i guess it's because again their servers might be running really slow i don't know but um but yeah you have to wait 10 minutes between posts which i learned that yesterday <laughs> okay yeah i'll keep an eye on it and see if it's like picking up or not we'll, we'll see um it takes me 500 years to do any actual art so you know i do it it just takes a while so. yeah it's like i have an instagram but i rarely ever use it i mean i like use it to look at other people's stuff but i mean i haven't posted it in a while so uh <laughs> yeah um i technically have an artist instagram but again similar concept all right, and then for podcasts, we do podcasts usually every Wednesday, 6 a.m. on the podcast platforms, and then 4 p.m. for the YouTube version if you care or whatever, or if YouTube's easier for you to, to consume the knowledge. All right, see you guys next week. Guess. Bye. Good night, everybody. Get out of my shed. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.